welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. We have spaghetti. We have meatballs fiddling with the knobs. We have baby face Joel Solomon. Yeah, Joel. Yeah, he's producing this mess and joining me as always. I'm sorry, guys. It's a hot day, my dear pals. Dave Damashek, Martin Weishek. I think you're getting it worse there in the Valley, but I feel like it's uh, 80-85 by me and Martin here. Martin and I live together. I don't know if people know that. Except you've never been uh, invited to my house. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) Go ahead. What are you going to say, Sheck? No, I'm interested if the heat or what it is, uh, to what are we all owed this new look of Cousin Sal? It's like you're you're trying to take on a new persona or something like Beach Bum. I'm getting rid of it. You got a salt and pepper beard going now. Yeah. Sunbaked. I thought it was just a dog's a summer, like, you know, like hockey players do a playoff beard. The Mets are so hot right Mm -hmm. now. It's like, why, why, you know, why take it off? There's that too. I haven't shaved since this Mets uh, streak is uh, uh, wild. Yeah, I I think I'm taking it off. My mother hates it too. She sees, she's like, I don't want a son with a gray beard. What does that make me? So it's a good point. And I, uh, I think I just need to. Take it off a little. Who the hell am I fooling? Hey, who, you know who has a nice beard? Rob Parker. He's going to join us. He is your mentor, Martin. He likes to point out that he's he has a... a so how many mentees do you think he has? Bro, Rob has... People he's taught. He's Yeah, go I ahead. Mean, he's, in, he's been in the sports media business for... Uh, he'll let us know about it, I think, <laughs> to the day. It's over 35 years, though. <laughs> he'll let you know to the day, just like Mark Elders lets you know the time and location. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Rob's exactly. got to have. I mean, all right, so the conference that I was just at, the reason I was in Vegas was the NABJ conference. Mm-hmm. Rob is the unofficial right. mayor of NABJ. He's mentored everybody from Stephen A. Smith down to little old me, and he'll tell you stories about all of it. I promise. I mean, so at, how many you think that is? I mean, we'll ask him, but do you think it's uh, more than 50, less than 100? I think setting mentees. I, I think I had to say, I set the line at 62 and a half and I go Ooh, over. Okay. Oh, that's good. I would take the over. All right. We'll ask him about that. All right. And I also, of course, want to know where you rank on these mentees. Are you his favorite? I don't think you're his favorite. I know this. Right? You do make at least, top 10? I'll say this. Yeah. At least two or three years ago, I was his emergency contact. So pretty damn high. Oh, is that right? I mean, Interesting. We, we moved out here to kind of together. So it's just, you know, it's a story we'll get to. But he brought me here. So okay. he's the only two people that we knew were each other. I don't know, Sheck. Does that make uh, someone favorable if you make them their emergency contact? That seems like a pain in the ass job. I was just going to say, I have cultivated for decades on end a uh, a personality that I hope has made it clear. Do not make me your emergency contact. You know? Oh, you need help moving? Hey, you know what? I can give you Eddie Spaghetti's number. Don't look at me for for uh, that sort of stuff. Right. I mean, an emergency. If, if your friends are calling you, they need help moving, and that's an, considered an emergency. They need help finding a job so they can hire somebody to help them move. Oh, look who's uh, look who's mature now. See, that's a it is a funny <laughs> thing that like, of course, you call people when you're 22. Like, hey, can you come by? I don't know what this this uh, pact that we've made societally is, but we all check out right around 30. Like, help you move. The, to help yeah. with you. Yeah. Go pay I, somebody it, to yeah, do right it. Right around 30. What, 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 a, are you, you what am I getting, getting to drag for a no reason. You start getting sore just by getting up out the bed, number one. And then two, true. at that point, you have a little bit of money, or you should have at least a little bit of money, at least enough of a bit of money to pay somebody else to help you. 
Like, what are you going to pay me a pizza and beer? What is it? I'm a sophomore in college? Get the out of here. Well, it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but it is somewhere between a pizza and beer and the many thousands of dollars um, the average mover will charge you, right? So it's too much of a favor to ask of your friend, but Jesus, boy, I would love to be relieved of not having to pay this um, substantial chunk of my income, right? For most people who are moving. See, it's not pretty. I just, I just, I, I went the Home Depot way. I just went outside Home Depot and got some guys to help me. And that was my movers that I did. Did you really? Yeah. I, I mean, I was moving like three blocks away. It wasn't hard. It's done in gotcha. a day. Oh, Jesus. I mean, you, you've, uh, you, day laborers have been invited to your house and I haven't. It's so sad. So sad how this works out. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, what's not sad? We got football tonight and, and it's not going to end, right? We kind of have it every weekend now from now until February. If you count these preseason games and check, I know you don't like them. I know it doesn't tell you anything, but there are two tonight. Giants, Pats, oh, you should be into that because Super Bowl rematch. If nothing else, you got to be glued to the set. But for real, Titans-Ravens is a noteworthy game. Ravens minus three and a half, minus 175 if you take the money line. And if you've taken the money line the last 20 Ravens preseason games, for whatever goddamn reason, they have won and you will have won. I, I, why do they take, why does John Harbaugh take these games seriously and no one else does? It's stupid. And I I mean, I would I would say, hey, listen, winning culture, the Ravens are borderline, you know, in that conversation for the elite franchise and everything. Does it yield any actual benefits in the regular season? No, it doesn't. So it's stupid to be throwing your I'm glad that more and more head coaches have figured out what the hell are we doing? Putting our franchise QB on the field, period, in the month of August. They've heard Damashek's words. It is a civil war reenactment. It only looks real. You should not be putting somebody who you're paying that level a bank to. The big question is the intrigue for me as we head into this full first weekend of preseason. Who yeah. do you feel worse for? Browns fans who now at the time of this recording are going to get a look. This is a, like a weird little torture device. It's 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 yeah. it's tracking towards mean spirited on the league's parts like. Now, so Deshaun Watson's going to go out there and play. And so you're going to see like, do you like him, Brown fans? Because this is your last look at him for at least a year. That's me. Well, and then Tom yeah, Brady I, now, like what are we, we're a couple weeks from the start of the season. All right. Slow down, Shaq. Slow down. I, I'm what not done with the Ravens. Crazy. We're, we're, we're gamblers here and they've won 20 in a row. And how do we take advantage of this? And we're talking about Tom Brady, right? What's the, <laughs> let's, what can we do here? I don't want to, I'm ending the streak tonight is what I'm saying about the okay. Ravens real quick. I'm betting on it. And so it's going to lose. So be careful. That's my play of the day right there. Well, streak buster. Sal is back. Now you want to talk it, about but, streak, uh, streak buster Sal. I thought I, I thought I jinxed the Dodgers last night when I bet. That took him one and a half. No, no I way. was like, oh my God. And I saw them go down. Then it went it's down so again. It's so stupid with them. But uh, I think that, I, I, so I think that uh, I have to disagree with your play of the day. Because even though the Ravens have like won 20 some odd in a row, like you just said, I believe 20 on the yeah. dot. You got to remember, yeah. this was the most injured team coming in to start the season last year. And as Damashek annoyingly pointed out to start this, this is just a Civil War reenactment. I think that we might see the Ravens and John Harbaugh scale back big time in the in the preseason because I think he may sit in there and say like, "Yo, the Bengals went to the." If you're the Ravens, you're like the Bengals went to the mm. Super Bowl last year. We should have won the division. So like, I, I, kinda, I know. Well, they, I know, but they've been for five years now. They've been winning preseason games where they haven't appeared in the Super Bowl. So it, does, it exactly doesn't ultimately work. Yeah, right. But um, I will say this though. 
People talk about tanking, and John Harbaugh is the only one you can't accuse of tanking in the preseason since he's wins all his games for the last half decade. Could you make a case as a ticket holder like, hey, my coach is tanking. He didn't start the t- starting quarterback <laughs> or the starting offense for the first three games. Like, if we're really going to take tanking into consideration, and I know these games don't mean anything, I, it is tanking. I think you right? might have it backwards. Check, if you, uh, if you play your starting quarterback for all four quarters of all four preseason games, maybe you're actually you're trying to tank because you're trying to get That's that guy tanking. hurt. Gotcha. I care so little about preseason that I can never retain <laughs> the information that you see every year around this time, which is like, Here's how many 0 and 4 or 0 and 3 preseason teams have gone on to win the Super Bowl, and it's always like, ooh, I. You, right. As much as I dismiss it, I don't want my team to go 0 for August. You know, no, like, yeah. like get one, just get one, because that's I got a weird stink on it. Uh, I certainly don't care if they go 3 and 0 or 4 and 0 or or whatever else. What's interesting, like for a, from a gambling standpoint in this one. Ty Huntley is good, and we saw that last year mm. to the to, to the point that we were there was some discussion in November and December last year. Like it was foolish discussion, though, starter? Dave. It was very foolish discussion. It was. Dumb. I didn't now say I didn't say he could be the guy, but there are people yeah. who believe he could be a starter. And then on the other side, Malik Willis. At minimum, you figure he's going to run around quite a bit. So I, right. I don't know how to wager on this one, but it is a compelling showdown between those two. Well, I'm, I'm ending the streak. I'm taking the three and a half. Now, I, I guess they could win by three, and then their streak will still be alive, and I'll lose laying the point too many points. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to almost certainly end it tonight by taking the Ravens. Now, check to the other thing you brought up, Watson. Expected to start Friday versus the Jags, and the Jags were pitiful last week. Again, to your point, you don't want to lose every game I, they, they scored a touchdown at the end of the game, but really imagine you go the whole all of August without like, if you score one touchdown and look that, but you can't look, you can't think too highly of what your team's going to do in the regular season. But anyway, we're a little ways away. I don't root for anyone to get hurt, but this would be pretty funny if Watson comes up limp after the first drive or, or at least has diarrhea, right? <laughs> <laughs> something. I want to yeah. see something Friday night. <laughs> uh- what would be really odd? I like that. At what minimum. if he pulls like a hamstring and then is on the sideline and has to get massaged? It's getting rubbed down. <laughs> that, yeah. That'd be that's good too. What if he plays, hurts his knee, and it's a devastating knee injury, and then the league comes in is like, you know what? Six games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matter of fact, we should knock it down to three games. Let's just yeah, do you that. got you. We're going to let you go. Uh, slap on the wrist. No games. Uh, you promise you won't do this again? I, I've talked about this, like the weird, um, and no one's going to document this, but the first time the, who's <laughs> probably meeting, for, it has to be for the first time, the team masseuse comes up to him and is like, hey, I'm available. This pasty, white, fat guy <laughs> looks like me. And he's like, get the F away from me. I don't like massages. Get, don't, don't even look at me, kid. Get a, I, I want to know from you. Get lost. That's uh, that's the interaction. It's I also see. yeah, that's that would be hysterical, and of course, that's exactly right. Like the the thing people don't point to all the time is with this. Like it's like, hey, it's a it's a massage, man. It's like hmm, interesting because it's not been a fifty seven year old uh, heavy set fellow. <laughs> right. I've, I haven't seen that that guy on the list of uh, of uh, masseuses for for Watson. Yeah. But it's weird. Also, what are the Browns doing? What's the angle here from their side of things? I, I can say the league is being mean by not telling them what they're going to do with Watson at this point from a competitive standpoint. But of course the Browns don't have to play Deshaun Watson. Why would they put him on the field right now at all? 
Because don't you have to? I don't get it. At, I don't get it. Uh, they sold the tickets, right? For the game, probably. That's uh, not that. It's the live so tour. Gonna... Like I joked, like if you're going to make that much money for an exhibition, just go play in that tour instead of wasting right. time with football. But I feel like oh, yeah. if you're the Browns, don't you have to like, don't you have to put the good foot forward and like, you know, you know we did our due diligence. We knew Deshaun didn't do it. Like, like, like don't you kind of have to give him this, the Brown stamp of approval? You, you kinda, yeah, you have to go along with it. Somebody has to, and it, it might as well start with the team that gave him two hundred thirty million dollars, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with it. Hey, Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys saw. I give the first episode an A minus. I thought Dan Campbell was funny. I think it's important that you don't have a boring coach. We've we've seen that plenty of times. Uh, I thought Aiden Hutchinson's Billy Jean. Um, you know, they have the rookies go up there in the talent show. He sang Billy Jean, had the whole team. The team was throwing their shirts in the second row. The guy in the first row catches the shirt, waves it around. I thought it was a top 10 hard knocks moment. Um, somebody tweeted back at me and said it was a top 10 Lions moment, which it might be. It really might be. I don't know. I'm thinking about it now, Martin. Do I like it? I want to ask uh, Rob Parker about it. Obviously, he's everything. Detroit spent most of his career there or much of it. Um Pretty fun, though, so, right? So, yeah, actually, I tricked Marielle into this. I was like, you know, she's a huge documentary nerd. And I said, you know, there's a new documentary mm-hmm. on HBO about Detroit. We got to check <laughs> it out. So we all sat down. She had the popcorn ready and everything. She was like, what is this? And then by like, but by about 30 minutes into it, she was like, after she got over the barbarianness of all of it and all the pads and everybody getting hit and Dan Campbell, once Dan Campbell started doing the up-downs, she was like, is that not mm. normal for the coach to work out with the players? And I said, let's look at the other coaches and what do you think? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do these guys look right. like the football players? Like, not so much. I really enjoyed it. I actually predicted that it was going to be the Lions and Hard Knocks when the list of eligible teams came out, simply for the reason that you mm-hmm. said. Dan Campbell, made he made headlines with his kneecap comments, but I pay way too much attention to Detroit Lions football, having been there for a, a same significant period of time. He says weird stuff and crazy stuff all day and night. Like, and it's and it's right. legit. Like he's not making it up. He's not acting. He's one of those coaches. He's another one like, like Mike McDaniel, where it's like you should just watch their press conference regardless because he's gonna say football stuff. Yeah. And then there's some tender moments too with him. He's like, guys, you gotta trust me. He almost looks like he's near tears. Like, you just gotta trust me. I know we weren't supposed to hit today. I know we weren't supposed to be in pads, but please trust me. We I'll get you to where you need to be. I don't know. It's kind of fun check. And a lot, the weird a lot thing of tears. Is no mention of Jared Goff at all. We didn't basically see him. I mean, I guess we saw a highlight of him. You don't hear from him even uh, at all throughout the hour, right? Yeah, he liked Hutchinson. He came over to Hutchinson's family. That's about the only thing we saw out of him the whole day. So he's doing a great job, Um, which is a (laughs) thing that I feel like, uh, Sal, you're one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. Like when you meet a colleague's parent, you're always like, oh, your your son, you did. He's a great guy. He really is. Sure. Everybody loves him around here. That was a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, I, like I lied to, to Martin's do. father uh, less than a year ago. I <laughs> right, said exactly. exactly that when I met him. Right, yeah. right, right. The veracity is besides the point. It's the nice, it's mm-hmm. the right thing to do. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought the Billie Jean thing was good. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm a curmudgeon. I just, I had like pseudo militaristic kind of language that just is ongoing in pro football, like the cosplay, like. The whole the whole warrior thing and all that crap. I I get a little tired of it, but anyhow, right. Um, that's me being a me, me being a creep. The thing the 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 dynamic that it goes on. Oh, one one thing I did want to say though. By the way, now I love all things thing NFL films as we know. Oh, what the NFL films? I you know I love it. 
right. feel like the I feel like the theme music for Hard Knocks. Scooch overrated. People go crazy. Oh, come on. Dun, dun, no, dun, it's dun, good. Dun. That's not their best work. That's not, no, that's not I their liked great. it. In fact, I went to fast forward through it and then I was like, no, I want to hear this. Um, I don't know. I, I, I listen every time. Yeah, you know? I disagree with what you. Do you like? That's a bad take. I think anytime, <laughs> I know, anytime the uh, football music makes it sound dun, like dun, it's dun, just dun, some, dun, this dun. epic of Gilgamesh, <laughs> like that's what makes me just all of that. Just I want all of that. Yeah. Like yeah, NFL primetime had it right, and just everywhere you go, like the, that's the that's the essence of why right there. It's like why are we watching these people run at each other and hit in slow motion? It's because of this awesome fucking soundtrack behind it. But oh, there's yeah. no Shaq doubt. wants they, them to play. Uh, he wants them to play. You're, be- you're beautiful. They, look, right? No, I want <laughs> like that to be. <laughs> Give me I my Sam that Spence. That's a, you know the like 19 early 80s era of with with Harry Callis uh, voicing yeah, it over. Fun. That's where it's at. But anyway, the the phenomenon that happens most years, but I feel like in the last couple, it's kind of dissipated a little bit. Um, but I think it's definitely back this year. Who watching that show ain't buying the the Lions right now, right? It's always you feel like, well, this team seems spectacular. Who who? What, is, what does it mean buying them? Will they hit their over under of six and okay. a half wins? Yeah. I think I, I think, think a lot of people are picking them already to make the playoffs yeah. now, make a yeah. wild card run. I feel like that's yeah. and this is only gonna accelerate that, right? No, you Marty, you you oh, say yeah. no? I'm I'm super out. The Lions are gonna they're going really? first, they're going under their win total. Like the idea that this is the most hmm. bet win total in Vegas is is almost kind of funny to me. Like where have you guys been? Well, I, not watching the Lions. Yeah, but I you're think, a uh, Michigan skeptic, though, right? No, nah, I mean, th- remember, I picked the Lions to win a whole bunch last yeah, year. Yeah, you are a little bit. I picked them to win. I picked them to cover, bit. but it's like, I don't see. But they had close games. They had close. I mean, we saw what they did to the Steelers. They should have won that game. No, they were, what, 3-13-1. and one. They won three of their last six. I cited, like, six or seven of their losses that were, maybe it was, like, five losses, um, six points or less. So I don't know what you do with a team like that. And I don't think they're the worst in the division. I think actually the Bears will be the rebuilding bad definitely the division. So definitely. So right around six. But, uh, I think I have them at the seven. Thing about the, uh, I'm not the thing about songs hard about knocks. Them. Oh, you said you didn't see Jared Goff. If you go back and watch, David, just to your point of the, you know, the uh football language, right? Dan Campbell is talking about, I don't care if you have like one kneecap or three assholes or whatever he says in his beginning right. opening segment. If you, by the way, I don't believe him with that. I, I think he'd have something to say. It's going to be hard. If, uh, uh, at least it's going to be hard yeah. to perform the basic, you know, duties of football. But if you look <laughs> at that scene, I rewound duties. it twice just to double check. Jared Goff is in the front row taking copious notes. He's just writing really? furiously. <laughs> I was like, because I was like, who is that writing stuff down? And I was like, is he? I, I, re, I went back like the, I hit that fifteen second rewind twice just to see is he doodling or like writing? And he looked like he was actually writing. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they're, I don't they're know. serious about it. it. It is funny what what's news to these guys and what they take it. Um, so when when um, Hutchinson went up there right before he sang Billy Jean, they asked him, are you going to state your name, say where you're from and say what your signing bonus was. And he announces his signing bonus, which I'm not sure even sure what it was, but it's monstrous. And the whole place goes crazy. Like this is news to like, yeah, you could pull this up on your phone at any time. Um, what did you think? It was $35,000. No, as many, many millions. Um, 23 million per get. Was it 23 million? Was it 23 million? Okay. All right. So yeah, but I do like that stuff. What would be your talent at the rookie talent show, Dave? I would, uh, I mean, I assume it has to be singing based. And so I would uh, belt out uh, the uh, national anthem of our, vi- our of our neighbors to the north. 
Oh, Canada. The superior. <laughs> you think that would go well? Yeah. The, it's the superior. I mean, I could, I could, uh, you know, do the song, my, my walk up song as well. You're beautiful. Oh, I you can could sing do that it too. I once in my uh, freshman year of college, I said, <clears> I know all of O Canada. And they said, oh, no, you don't. And people like, I don't know why people threw money on the table and they're like, stand <laughs> up on the table and sing it right now for the right. entire dorm uh, cafeteria. And so I did. And people were like, how do you know the words for that? I'm like, I've been going to hockey games since I was uh, eight years right. old. You, you pick it up. All right. It's, imp it's impressive, but you're not going to get the Billy Jean reaction. Oh, like so you wait a minute. Lines. Okay. You, you mean to tell me you stood up on in your college cafeteria on the table and people and sung O Canada. And the question people had is, how do you know the words? That's the question people had was, how do you know the words? Well, the reason yeah, I did it was, I, obvious. I think the question is, what am I going to throw at you? Yeah. <laughs> Let me look around. What was the reason? They gave me money to do it, of course. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, all right, Martin, what would you have? And by the way, it doesn't have to be singing. That one guy danced, right? From what yeah, that's we saw. true. Yeah, I would yeah. do, I would play Guitar Hero on Expert. I know that does. Really? I you have to bring had, the whole setup? Well, yeah. I actually, during the pandemic, I bought the entire setup. And I spent entirely uh -huh. too much money on the game. First, I put the, and I had a PlayStation 3 at the time. They didn't re-energize so it works for the PlayStation 4 or 5. You have to have a PlayStation 3. So I put the disc in the PlayStation 3. <laughs> PlayStation 3 breaks. So I had to buy a PlayStation 3. But I still got it from my college days. I could play really? uh, almost, I could play easily half the songs on Guitar Hero on Expert. Which is one of those things that, I know you guys don't necessarily resonate to this. But if you're around my age, you probably will. Like, you couldn't be too good at Guitar Hero because people be like, yo, you spend too much time doing this. Like, yo, you're weird. Like, it was a thing that was kind of, like, cool to be bad yeah. at, but I was nice. So, I could, I mean, I still play, just still play the, all the songs on hard. What's the toughest song you're, uh, you show your most expertise in? Uh, Black Magic Woman by Santana. See, I could never get through all, a, through the fire and the flames on expert is impossible. <laughs> I, can, I, I I've seen people do it on YouTube, but I, I cannot. <laughs> There's no chance. My brain to finger coordination doesn't work that fast. I've tried it before. Wow. I can get about 65% through. But Black Magic Woman so by everyone's, Santana. So, okay. So the, the, everybody, your teammates are looking at a screen to see what number you're achieving. And, I, and yeah, then, just uh, put it up on, right. on a projector like we're watching film. You know, just plug okay. it into whatever we're watching film and, you know, just then we'll rock out. I actually have experience with this, my answer. Um it's going to come from, we went to Camp Aquego, our football team, um, every summer. And the freshmen would have to sing, well, the, the JV would have to sing uh, to the varsity or, or perform a talent. And my talent was Piper's Pit. I was a big, big, big rowdy, rowdy Piper fan. And um, what happened, a couple, like this was on a Wednesday, I was called up and you would get nervous about when this in. They, they'd call your name and they'd clap and you couldn't screw up. And if you screwed up, you'd have to come back the next day and it would suck. So I just wanted to get it out of the way. So I took a real chance. Uh, our coach, Coach Mealies, was a big fat slob. And on Monday, he complained that there weren't enough brownies served at lunch. And so on Wednesday, I did the Piper's Pit and I called him up. And I think, I'm like, you come out here, man. Your gut is hanging over your pants and you're asking for more brownies. Let's bring some brownies out. Let's bring some. And I did the full on Rowdy Roddy Piper. And uh, he was not happy with me. And as I write in my book, he made me return kicks. Um, with no blockers for uh, the next four <laughs> weeks. So that was my, that, so these, these things could go wrong.
These uh, talent shows could definitely go uh, they sideways really, if you're not I think you're right. I think you've captured the spirit. Maybe the dancing allows for this now. Like, you know, they, yeah. if we're going to allow they, it is just a full on talent show. And as I've said, I don't care. My life, my, my, my experience has taught me like, eh, whatever your BA's in and graduate degree, not as important as what's on your life resume, the things you do best in life. Sal, you've mm-hmm. been with me. Perhaps you'll, you'll, you'll be, um, you, you can, uh, affirm that this is the case i'm the best orderer of food i've ever known no i've I, in a restaurant everywhere I, I, whatever i order by the end of the meal people's like dave won again dave got the best meal at the table nah, I, 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 I don't know well that's true <laughs> I, I, I i do that I, I do that pretty consistently in my life you do good but it's, it's tough because if you have money like my cousin jimmy just lets it go it just goes crazy and uh you know and so I don't know. I mean, if, I do if, have to say, I've been out to eat with Sal a few times, right. and he generally is a pretty good orderer of food in that Thank by you. the time uh, that we kiss leave. his ass. I'm not. I, <laughs> well, you know what, Dave? Maybe you take me out. Invite me somewhere. You know, Sal emailed me and said, hey, you want to go out to dinner? You know what I said? I emailed back. I said, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, and you know See what? That? I didn't right. miss it. Uh, listen, Martin, invite me over to your house and Sheck orders dinner. I think that we kill a, a lot of birds with that stone. Right <laughs> what there. if you get text messages that show up at the exact same time? One from Sal, one from Rob Parker. Let's go out to dinner. Who's do you take? Ooh, I will go to dinner with Sal Rob and then I will tell job. Rob to come on, come with us. And then <laughs> Rob, will post, an no, Rob would then post it on Instagram for both of us, just in case we ever needed to explain where we were on August 11th at 7 p.m. <laughs> Hey, Rob does a nice job ordering too. I, I don't, I don't disagree does with it? any of the meals. All he's taking he orders pictures is chicken of. Oh, yeah, I think so. That's all That's he does, good. though. All Rob Parker does is go out to eat uh, f- based on his social media. Like uh, he does nothing but eat out with his mentees. That's a, what a what a freaking life! It's the best. That and Golden Girls uh, cruises. All right, we're gonna ask him about that in ten minutes. Real quick though, let's hit the odds. Dan Campbell, sixteen to one odds to win Coach of the Year. I don't like it at all because it would suggest he'd have to win the division, he'd have to make the playoffs, and I don't agree with any of those. But um, Sean McDermott, thirty to one, thirty to one. To to, to, to what? What? What are you making a face, Shaq? 30 to 1. Vrabel won it last year because they had the best record. They weren't the best team. We yeah, think the right. Bills will win 11, 12, 13 games. Why? Why is it 30 to 1? Why Isn't shouldn't it be two, six or it, eight to it, one? It's now veering into this weird little the the mini era of the Bills ownership of that division has now endured just long enough that we're not impressed by McDermott, right? Then unless they go. 16 and one or something like that. No, come on. They're, if they I'm go just saying, like, 13 and if four, they're, if they're in first place and winning the division, people will be like, yeah, that's what they were supposed to do. As I'm just saying po- odds wise, 30 to one is crazy. If they win 12 or 13 games, he has to be a top three consideration, right? Does he? I, I don't know. I, I feel know. like, okay. Thank you, Martin. Thanks. I feel like if anybody, here's, here's your answer. If anybody other than the Chiefs doesn't win the AFC West, that coach is the coach of the year because that's going to be a rugged division. Think about that whole division. If you win it, if you're Brandon Staley, you win that division with the, that includes Mahomes and Andy Reid plus the other two teams. You're gonna you're gonna be saying rightly, man, that's a great coaching well, job he, by that guy. He's the favorite, but at fourteen to one. But I guess it depends how you win the division. If you're winning on a tie break at ten and seven with the Chiefs, uh, yeah, you're giving it to Staley. I don't know. I'm not sure when the Bills have three or four losses. Who knows? I mean, it's speculation, but I just think thirty to one is uh, is spectacular. Spe- Doug Peterson sixteen to one. 
the hell am I missing with some of these? Yeah, I, because I if he makes them, it's well, that's the thing with Dan Campbell, too, by the way. We can get excited about the Lions, but exactly how many more wins do you expect them to have? They won three games, as you said, last year. What would they have right. to do for him to stand out? I mean, like, are they getting the double digit wins? The predictions of them making the playoffs, to Marty's point, to I mean, that's not yeah. optimistic. That's loco. Well, that's what I mean. Would you rather have Dan Campbell, money on Dan Campbell, or Sean McDermott to win to win Coach of the Year? I mean, you're, you're right. Twice twice the odds for uh, a team that's going to win, um, barring injuries. Belichick. Well, it's, but the to your point, Shaq, Belichick never wins this award. I think he won once in like 13 years. Uh, they certainly were good enough, the Patriots, and he's again, once again, he's at 30 to one. So. Um, yeah, it's a weird like award. They, it, at least in recent history, they like to give it to a recently hired guy as well, like a either a rookie head yeah. coach or a second year head mm-hmm. coach. That's what my point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, like, what's like McDermott? Marty? What I about mean, O'Connell? Yeah. If the Vikings somehow steal that division, which is a possibility, sure. with what the by the way, that's a conversation He's 16 we can to have. One, like he should be way. It should be a, be, a much better bet for O'Connell. Go through and the first three the weeks one. of the of the Packers and Vikings schedule. They play each other in Week One. I hate yep. Week One divisional matchups because they're too important to be wasted in the first week of the season. I mean, they're you know that's what you're looking at in the last couple of weeks of like the divisional you know wins and losses head to head, and I so agree. you shouldn't be playing these so early. The Cowboys um, played the Giants like six out of the first eight I Sunday, hate first Sunday. I, I hated it too. Um, I hate it. Yeah, I, I would almost hate worse to be like as a Steelers fan. I wouldn't want to be the Bengals. They play a home game against the division team. If you lose that, that's gonna that's gonna be bad for you. Same goes sure. for the division. I don't want to get crazy and hyperbolic. If the Vi- if the Packers beat the Vikings, if they don't have either of their starting tackles. The, the mm. Packers and they go in there all jazzed up in the, the Viking start of a new era and the Packers beat them. The division's getting already close to being over because I think they did that last up. year. Didn't they play him week one or week two I last think that's year? Right. And it was like, oh, but that, what, what are we looking at here? They're just going to run away with it if uh, Roger stays upright. All right. I, you know, I hate to pivot to any sport other than football because I love it so much. But there is a field of dreams game tonight, guys. The Reds and the Cubs. Um, I like Jeff Schwartz's idea. I know several people have had it, but if there's no fence, you put no fence up there and you pick through the corn to find the ball. If it, if it so be. I mean, of course. it's freaking Reds Cubs. So who cares if you get the call wrong, you know? Um, so that's what I would do. But anyway, not that they knew the Reds and Cubs would be this terrible, but um, I don't know. Shaq, I mean, did they think the Reds and Cubs were going to be that ideas. good? Yeah, I know. It's it's. I don't know why they changed it. I feel like it should be the White Sox every year. I don't know. We have we have some ideas. But anyway, let's do this Buffalo Wild Wings style. The, the spicy hot question of the day, Martin, Dave, what stadium slash landmark slash field would you like to see a Field of Dreams game played? OK, I'll rate your responses in accordance with the Buffalo Wild Wings spiciness scale. Martin, start us off. Well, you know, uh, you hear about Dave was talking earlier about football talk. There's a lot of talk about the man in the arena, right? Like Tom Brady says it all the time. Jim Harbaugh says it all the time. Teddy Roosevelt at least said it once. I want to see the football players play a game in the true arena, the gladiator arena, just like Maximus, the actual arena that the people are referencing as they're talking about the man in the arena. I want the man in the arena to actually go be the 11 men in the arena and play a football game in the Coliseum and gladiator, like in gladiator fit, the whole setup. 
All right. Football game. All right. That's pretty good. I, I thought we were talking baseball, but well, uh, my right, dream, I'll take Sal. that into consideration. I got it. It's field of it's your dream. It's Martin's dream. All right. But do they wear do they wear the triple helmets like they did in hard knocks or no? No, no pads. Or no helmets. No padded at all. helmets. No. no pads. But the football wow. game is played by the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Texas Rangers. That's the that's <laughs> the, the ring. What's going on there? All right, Shaq. Uh, uh, what's yours? Have you been watching um the rehearsal? It's a it's a great news yeah. show where they where they basically oh, yeah. train you for life by by recreating or creating the mm -hmm. uh, like two scale, you know, spaces that you're going to inhabit in your real life. I say we do that if we're going to do Field of Dreams, which is not the best baseball movie of all time. The best baseball movie is what, Sal? Uh, the Natural. Is that what you're going to say? The Natural is the correct yeah. answer. I want that mm -hmm. we actually have that stadium. I don't think they ever tore it down. Right. They should, no, I right. want to see. I want to see a game up there where Roy Hobbs breaks the hearts and the lights, um, and uh, and and rounds the bases. I'd like to see a game there. Now, I'm not a huge. Here's here's a curmudgeonly take. You want spicy? I don't love mm -hmm. the movie The Sandlot. I don't. I, I don't know what that. What do I miss about that? No, I, it's this, not that good. Really? You know, as oh, Mikey, Me as Mikey me. Meatballs, Mikey Meatballs pointed out, most uh, sports movies suck, and certainly the the ones geared for kids. Right, Most movies are not great. The hit rate is difficult yeah. in making a movie, apparently. But yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So but anyway, the Sandlot would be a cool place to see a game. All mm -hmm. the places you've seen depicted in movies. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, I said, and people said, who would care? Now you see when you go into sporting goods stores, you have fictional characters. Mm. You can buy their right. jerseys. We need to go one step further now and recreate stadiums that exist only in movies and other uh, or uh, retro kind of stadiums. That's what I'll advocate for to see uh, to see ball games in there. And then personally, of course, I once invited Sal and his cousin and whoever else <laughs> was with us was for, the, up. for 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 the uh, for the all star game that was being played in <laughs> Pittsburgh. And I said, let's do it right in the spirit of it. Let's go back to my house, Mo Damashek's house, and we'll play a game at Checker <laughs> Memorial Stadium wiffle ball. And they all laughed at me. I thought it'd be a great fun to play. You were supposed ball. to show us all the sites of Pittsburgh. And this is right. what you led with. And, and that would some, be a uh, nice time to play wiffle ball. It's fun to play wiffle restaurant. ball. You would all love right. to have Let a nice wiffle ball game. Um, but uh, of course I would. I love but yes, it. how right, about Major give, League Baseball players playing wiffle ball? That is the answer. Whether it's well, a checker memorial or not, that would be fun. I, I, uh, I'm going to give you one, go one step further. The streets of Harlem, Mets versus Yankees, stickball, where it Ooh. all started, right there, right now. Okay. I know these games are too important to put, make. Okay, stickball, different rules. What are you going to do? But, but once a year we could do this. Mets, Yankees, right there, 137th Street in Harlem. Do it. Stickball. Put the cars where they need to be. First bases is hubcap this here. This is what you do. That's what I would do. Okay, so let me now rate your guys. Martin, you're going gladiator. Um, he did fights as football. I mean, he didn't, it's he didn't, my didn't even dream. get the assignment hold on, right. Field of hold dreams. On, hold on. My field of dreams. My dream. And days. it's got to be played spicy on Spicy garlic. Spicy garlic, Martin. Right there in the middle. I like it. Spicy garlic, but... Not great, not terrible. Sheck, yours was what happened? You had like twenty offerings. What did you I end had up a saying? Bunch. That's oh, what, the that, uh, Roy Hobbs field. That's right? exactly. No, no, no. My official, my official answer is watching Major League Baseball players play wiffle ball. I don't really care okay. oh, about the venue. So this I think jerk it would be doesn't awesome even pick a field. 
That's got to be mine. Right, that's mine because that's the wiffle ball field I know is the one in my house. In my where at the house I grew up at, the the pink monster was pink okay. brick. And if you hit up on the roof, I'd love to see if if I, I mean. By the way, I also install mm-hmm. myself as a pitcher just to see what the what the sluggers can do. Damashek versus Judge, who wins? Who knows? America. Okay, I have good news for both of you. I don't know what you had your plans were for the rest of the day, but Martin and Dave, you will both be helping Mikey Meatballs put together this video breakout, which is now all, so all over the place. I have no idea what to do with this for Buffalo Wild Wings. But Let's just right. go play wiffle ball instead. All right. all right, I have to give you a ranking, Shaq. Shut up. Okay. All right, the, the, now I am going to be giving all right, Shaq, I will give you for wiffle ball in your mother's backyard, jam and jalapeno. Oh. All right? Not bad. Right there. About That's a two good thirds one. of the way up. That's terrible. You're going to you give go. yourself uh, the award for stickball. But I'm living no, I'm in not. the 21st century. I was just ranking you two idiots. Oh, anyway, okay. draft party. Have your fantasy football draft party. It's like a family reunion. Do it at Buffalo Wild Wings. You have this draft punishment. Sheck, did you come in last last year? I can't remember. You didn't make the no. playoffs, I know. There is a no, punishment pack. Mm. Punishment pack at Buffalo Wild Wings, six free blazing wings, a last place bib, a certificate of underachievement, and then uh, you get it going, you get to watch, and maybe maybe the guy eats it, and the guy or girl eats it and loses. Yeah, do that. Uh, I love this. Uh, hold on, so Martin. Uh, hold on. Draft parties, Buffalo Wild Wings, blazing wings for last season's losers. Do it. Call Buffalo Wild Wings. Get there. BuffaloWildWings.com. Reserve a spot and have your fantasy draft there. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So, wiffle ball. Yeah, stick ball, though. Martin, do you ever play stick ball? Nope. It's too hot. Never, right? We play all, I mean, in the summertime, we stayed inside. Too hot. Really? Hey, growing up right. in New Orleans, you get- it was like, it was in the summertime, we generally either stayed inside or we playing basketball because we could play that inside. And then anytime right, it's in a big, big thing in New York. season, we're playing football. Um, there's the a big New York thing. You know, uh, Eddie Spaghetti is this is a controversial stance now. He took with this Houston thing. What what did you say, Spaghetti? What what's going on? Or Sheck, maybe you want to set it up. What happened? It was like a throwaway joke com that I just I said I just hated Houston, didn't want to go there because I, I think we were on the topic of well, Nick Casas was just trashing the Yankees and every New York sports team, even though he's a fan uh-huh. of them. And uh, he he predicts the Yankees may lose to the Houston Astros. And I just kind of made the joke somewhere in the pod saying that, like, I have no interest in going to Houston, which to me was not that big of a deal because there's a fair amount of U.S. cities and I'm not going to visit all of them. So, (laughs) well, Nick Costos, (laughs) who is a New Yorker through and through, but he can be pretty curmudgeonly about his teams. He decreed that the Yankees are not going to go to the World Series. They're not going to win it. In fact, he's on board with South Metropolitans, I said the uh, optimal to make baseball relevant once again, the optimal final four. And it really sets up beautifully. Yankees, Astros, everybody hates both those teams. If you're not from one of mm-hmm. those two towns and then Mets, Dodgers on the other side, whatever world series that yields would be wonderful stuff. And spaghetti stuff is up. Costos is talking about all that. And spaghetti tweeted after the show, like, uh, I wouldn't go to Houston and it's not even because of, uh, Altuve. I just have no interest in going there. It's a great food oh. city, though. Wow. Well, what is the, that what happened, Spaghetti? How some did guy go, called spaghetti? I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't tweet it. It was some some guy, some listener, uh, who which we're thankful of. Um, just <laughs> I guess took issue with it's some guy with me some not listener. not not wanting to. 
not wanting to go to uh, to Houston. So he tweeted at me. And again, it was more of a throwaway comment. But like, I, I don't I there's places I've been to like, you know, Indianapolis. Good example. Been to that city. Don't need to ever go back. Like there's just some places I have no interest in. Uh, Austin, Texas. I have family there. I enjoy it there. If I'm going to go to Texas. That's the city I'm going to. I, I don't have any interest in going to Houston. Um, and yeah, and it also doesn't help the fact that they are the home of the Houston, the cheating Houston Astros and Jose Altuve. I have. Uh, well, I'll say this, uh, Martin. I don't know if you've been to Houston. I've spent no. probably about two weeks of my life in Houston. I, we spent the week leading up to the Super Bowl there. In fact, Jimmy and I stayed. Wait a minute. I forgot about this. Jimmy and I stayed at this family's house. We made it a, a contest. This is, I swear to God, this is just coming to me. The Mutras family had us there. Uh, African-American, not that it matters, but we were there and there was like six of them in the house and Jimmy and I slept over and they made catfish for us in the morning and we're still friendly with them to this day. They lived in Houston. That was that was the thing. If you, you could win a, a prize and we surprised them. Well, it was down to three families and one of them was going to win. And we had like a satellite truck in front of each of the family's houses and the Moochers answered the door and it was crazy. I'm going to try to find this. This is unbelievable. Uh, Congratulations. I'm going to try to find this on YouTube. No, no. So, anyway, so, we stayed there for a week. So they had, they had to win a contest. Much, right? They had to win a contest to hang out with you. Huh? That's what it is. That's what it is. You can't just know, be regular. Right. They got to win a whole contest. I got to be invited back. Is that what it is? Son of a oh, bitch. Wow, Sal. I tell you. You're right. But on, on Houston. Uh, I've been to Houston. I thought I park. had it there. Well, it's, 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 I'll say it's an honorable mention, but the idea that they had to win a contest and were whittled down. You know, I don't know, man. That they probably wouldn't have invited me had they not had it not yeah. been. I think you're right. You're right. All right. Anyway, the food was great. It's miserably hot in Houston, especially this time of year. Miserably hot. So uh, spaghetti. I don't blame you too much. But what a pro <laughs> team was playing there. Would power. you go? Uh, no, at this stage in their career, really? they short. No, I would not go. Yeah, I don't want to get in. It's a, we need another half hour to explain why I wouldn't go, but no, with traveling, well, not about Houston, with traveling to see Pearl. It's a different conversation. Interesting. All right. It sucks because you're in a state, but probably if it was, if it had a, if it was in North Dakota, you would like it more. Right. But because there's Dallas, because there's Austin, which I put Austin number one, even San Antonio I've been to. I like. Oh so, no 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 uh, no no! Yeah, no, I think no. it's up against. No no no! You. What? Houston. What am I, I, I don't. I don't think. I bet you, if you've never been to the state of Texas and its big cities, you would probably think Dallas is the place to be. Give me Houston over Dallas any day. Uh, but have you been to Austin? Oh, that's a bad. Well, Austin is better than both. I'm talking about Dallas yeah. and and Houston. Oh yeah, Dallas yeah, is yeah. fine. Every every grown man there dresses unironically like Jerry Jones. I went to right. Indiana University when Bob Knight was the coach there, and 50 year old men unironically populated Assembly Hall dressed like they were Bob Knight. They would wear the red V-neck sweater and all that was ridiculous mm. looking. It's even weirder in Dallas. Um, Houston is one of the great We must food be in cities. two different parts of Dallas, Dave. Well, okay, I don't know. But Houston, now they have great steaks in Dallas. Don't get me wrong. Tony mm. Romo's favorite joint, I forget what it's called, is delicious. Um, Nick and Nick Sam. And Sam's Sam's is, is marvelous yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Demarcus Lawrence and I had a wonderful steak uh, dinner there once. Yeah, He's one of stuff. my mentees. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Houston is uh, one of the yeah. great food cities in America. You may not uh, be aware that it, uh, uh, 
sequence of events. The people who were devastated in NOLA, a lot of people moved there. So the Cajun food right. is strong now. It's a big international Barbecue, uh, yep. population there. All manner of food available in Houston. All right, now listen. our third biggest city. Did you know that is past Chicago? Is that right? Yep. Wow. And let's go to Rob. And then after yes. this, I want to take umbrage with what Dave oh, just said. Um, All right. Uh, let's take a break and then go to Rob and then the umbrage. So it's break, Rob, umbrage. umbrage. Rob Parker coming up in just a second. All right, let's bring in our guest, our good pal. We haven't spoken to him in a while. You could hear him on The Odd Couple, Monday through Friday, Fox Sports Radio, a man that never needed training camp because he's always game ready, fellas. Thank you for joining us, Rob Parker, and thank you for being a friend. <laughs> thank you, Cousin Sal. Speaking of that, yes. you know I went to the Golden Girls pop-up restaurant in Beverly Hills. I was Hills. just going to ask you about that. You're a huge Golden Girls fan. You've taken a Golden Girls cruise not many people could say that. And now there's a pop-up um, uh, pop-up uh, situation. Where is it? It's in Beverly Hills? It's in Beverly Hills, um, right off of Wilshire. I don't know the exact street, but it was really cool. Like, they had the uh, kitchen, like, you know, like the bedroom. They had, like, some of the rooms mm -hmm. that looked like the show. <laughs> and, and you could take pictures. So I got a great picture of me sitting on Blanche Devereaux's bed like I just scored, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's scored. me in the kitchen talking on the phone. <laughs> well, well, Cousin Sal, you know the best thing about dating, like, older women, the golden oh, girls? God. You don't have to worry about anybody getting pregnant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I've read some weird things in the Inquirer, but uh, I think you always have to worry. But no, you got it. You, you have it made, right? Let, let me ask you, which golden girl, I jotted this down, would make for the best head coach in the NFL? Uh, Dorothy Spornak, you know, she was like seven foot tall, you <laughs> she know, was? she was kind of manly. She was in the armed forces, but, uh, and she was very authoritative. <laughs> so I, I would say <laughs> like he's thought about this question. I, he did. That's there so was funny. not a breath of air between the question yeah. and the response. That was remarkable. <laughs> it was like he was, he was doing a draft right now. All right. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yes. <laughs> it's good to see you. Um, I do want to. So speaking of coaching and, and uh, I don't know if you saw Dan Campbell in the first episode of hard knocks, you obviously have a thing with the Lions. Here, you, I can tell you something. Uh, I you, bet he did. You were I'll, I'll Detroit I'll right now. Oh, he did, he did not watch Hard Knocks. No? Really? You <laughs> I did not. I did not watch Hard Knocks. I've seen the the Dan Campbell act. Um, not impressed. Oh. I know people are going crazy. Got them over seven wins this year. Mm -hmm. uh, all the coaches that that won four games like Dan Campbell got fired, except for him. Cause that's Detroit, you know, like they think they're building something. Uh -huh. I, I'm not impressed. I don't think the lions will be that. It's good. so funny. You didn't even watch. You didn't have any interest. You feel like you did your time in Detroit. You were a, a, a journalist there for um, like 62 years or something. Right. Before you moved on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was close. <laughs> it was close. 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I just didn't watch. I think, you know, like this is just me. It has nothing to do with hard knocks. Yeah. But any show where, where they're following you around with a camera, I think you you act a certain way because you know you're being recorded. Right. So I don't think it's I don't think it's authentic. No matter what people try to tell you, it's different. If you had a hidden camera, then you would act like you would, you know, normally. But when you're being, it's like it's like the show Bridezilla. 
that's the name of the reality show. So you don't go into the place to buy a dress and be nice to the woman. Otherwise, you know what? You won't be on Bridezilla. Gotcha. So I think I think Hard Knocks is kind of like what I do, you- Rob. How do you how do you assess when you look at that? Like Dan Campbell, that, you know, it's great for for clips in social media. Like I don't care if you got three toes and half an ass or whatever. It's like I don't know what nonsense you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure Sean McVay and Andy Reid and uh, Kyle Shanahan, while they're scheming up X's and O's, are unimpressed. How say you? I'm with you. I I just don't think, I think that stuff is good for clips and fans to get fired up. I can remember Roger Goodell coming into Detroit, talking to Rod Marinelli, and and he was so gung-ho. Roger Goodell said, and I quote, after talking to coach, I was so fired up, I wanted to put on pads and a helmet. That's what Roger Goodell said. And then the Lions went 0-16. Right. You know, like, like all of that is, none of that stuff really matters. It's about coaching, and you don't have the, the bravado and all that other stuff. I think that's for show. And if that's who Dan Campbell is, fine. But if you don't get wins, I, I say it all the time. Because it's sports has a short menu, wins and losses. That's all that matters. We know Bill Belichick is a is is wet, dry paint, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got six championships, and that's and he's allowed to be who he is. Because he wins. And, and so all that other bravado and fun stuff and all, that's good for the fans, good for social media, but it doesn't mean... Yeah, you forgot, win. before they went 0-16, they did go 4-0 in the preseason. So, let, you know, just, just you know, oh, it yeah. wasn't exactly just straight out to 0-16. And you have to ask Adele what his pad level would have been if he had been playing for Rod Marinelli. But, Rob, it just came down the pipe. Al... Al Avila, 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 Avila. No, yeah, Al I don't. I'm just saying because his son, Alex Avila, was definitely always Alex Avila. Got fired, the GM of the Tigers. This has been one of my oh. pet peeves, and I bet uh, like as I've been watching this baseball season, how many team, how many? Remember when we've been in the press box? How many Tigers from that era are out there making like major impacts in uh, other major league teams? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are some. Uh, obviously, Justin Verlander got traded away. Uh, you could say Blanche. Uh, Nick- you could say Blanche again if you want. <laughs> oh, Blanche. <laughs> Blanche got dealt for a player to be named <laughs> right. later at a bed. Uh, right, something like that. But the, but the Tigers, they had a chance. And, and Cousin Sal, you remember this, when they had a good team together. Yeah. And, and they went to the World Series. And you remember they lost to the Red Sox in the AL. CS, what year was I can't remember the year when uh, Tory Hunter went to go grab a ball and went I think over it was twenty twelve. Remember that he gave up a grand slam. Was that twenty twelve? Yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, well, the yeah. Red Sox did the so Red Sox win the World Series years. that year. That, that is that what is that was? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. But that that was they had a great squad together, and I remember them losing to the Baltimore Orioles. They got swept in a, to the Baltimore Orioles. And starting in, in that series, are you ready? Mm-hmm. They had Verlander, they had Max Scherzer, and David Price. <laughs> the three of them were the defending Cy Young Award. They had won the three previous Cy Young Award. Right. And they got swept. And I remember the picture in the Baltimore Orioles uh, clubhouse. They had the three Cy Youngs on the wall pictures, 
and an X through all three of them. <laughs> wow. And I was like, how impressive is that? Wow. That's something. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There are a lot of those because you do that thing in your mind. Like, well, we have to win two out of three, but then we'll, they'll have to face Scherzer and DeGrom and Bass. And it's like, but throughout history, there have been the one the one example you gave, the Cubs, you know, Bartman gets all the crap for that. But what kind of what kind of roster rotation did they have lined up just to win one out of three games, right? What was it? Uh, who who right. am I forgetting? Wood? Um, who were those pitchers, Shaq? And Pryor. Wood and Pryor were the two Wood studs that they Even threw the third, out but there. But the third one was good, too. Yeah. Ke- uh, Kevin. Right. They, um, needed, they needed to win. What? Right. The yeah. best one is the 70. <laughs> yeah. the, one, the one that comes to mind for me is I'm not sure exactly who they rotated through, but the 71 Orioles, speaking of Baltimore, I mean, they have oh, Jim wow. Palmer still. I mean, that was. That's some rotation battling Buckos beat them in, uh, in seven. They, they they had they had four right. they had Mets four be, twenty Mets beat game them winners. Too. Mets beat them too. Yeah, before they had four, yeah. four twenty game winners on that staff. Quayar McNally, four. Palmer. Yep. Who am I missing? Quayar McNally, Palmer. I can't uh, think of the the, the, the fourth one. We're always stuck on the fourth. Anyway, yeah, that's the point. Um, I do want to talk baseball here. Now I. Now it's getting out of hand that Aaron Judge is a, like a minus 550 to win MVP. But for God's sake, Shohei Otani yesterday became the first player since Babe Ruth, since only the greatest player, maybe of all time, certainly of the first 60 years of baseball's existence, to have 10 wins and 10 home runs. has 157 strikeouts. Am I crazy here? To think that it should be a closer MVP race than it is, we have to give it to Judge because he's a he's an offensive lineman playing outfield, hitting home runs. Give me a break already. <laughs> well, well, here's the problem: is that Shohei lost his last three starts. I mean, he he hasn't had a meaningful at bat, cousin Sal, since opening day. I mean, he can get up there and take his hacks. It doesn't affect winning. Where was Shohei the MVP when they lost 14 in a row and their manager got thrown out the door? I, you know, I, I respect what Shohei did last year. I respect what he's doing Matter now. But I don't think it's an automatic MVP. And, and I'll give you the perfect example. Uh, Russell Westbrook won the MVP the first year that he had the triple-double, mm-hmm. right? It was unbelievable. And then the next, he, he did it three years after that in a row, four total. And he didn't come close to winning right. the MVP after the first time. Right. So I don't think Shohei's going to win it every year. Uh, what they should do. You have do, a vote, Rob? I, I, you I have, a, you have a vote for MVP or just Hall of Fame? Just Hall of Fame. What they do is they rotate the votes around the country to different beat writers, mm-hmm. you know, who cover the game every day. But what they need to come up with is in in the NFL, it, because the, the MVP has turned into a quarterback. Yeah award is give like a Cy Young or or YA Tittle award for the best quarterback and then give an MVP because I don't think it's fair. Well, it's either that or they get rid of the Offensive Player of the Year award because I think everyone feels okay not giving it to a Jonathan Taylor because that or a Cooper Cup because that that award exists. So that's the fallback. But you're right. Either add an award or take the other one away and then make it more competitive for MVP. You're not wrong. Uh, Sheck, you wanted to ask him about the cities, right? Wait, what do we have? Oh, I have so many things I'd like to get into here based on the last five minutes of conversation. But yes, Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass asserted earlier this week that under no circumstances, I think it's owed to, I think Eddie Spaghetti would concede this much at least, that the origin of his distaste for the city of Houston is owed to the the cheating Astros. 
Now he's a Yankees fan, so it's ironic that he would hate another team when everybody hates the Yankees. But um, what's the worst city, baseball city, to go and visit? Uh, Tampa, Florida, mm. absolutely hmm. the worst. Because uh, mm. you know, like I was there this summer, had three sections to myself. I mean, this is a team that's <laughs> this is a team that's been to the World Series. You know, like they're competitive. It's not like they haven't. They've been to the World Series twice in the last ten years, and nobody shows up. It's a terrible ballpark and venue. Uh, the fans are just bad. I remember. I know the Tampa Bay Lightning or or an elite hockey team now, and we're going for three straight Stanley Cups. But at, I remember when they first started, believe it or not, they were offering $99 season tickets. Mm-hmm. 41 games what? for $99. When was this? This was like when they first started, I would say in the, in the 90s or maybe the, in the 90s. 94 or something, yeah. You got $99 for 41 home That's games. That's crazy even then. Wow. Imagine right, that. That's crazy. I'm talking, though, Rob, more about I'm with you completely. Why Major League Baseball isn't more incented to move the Rays, who are pretty steadily in contention, it feels like. Why you wouldn't move them to Portland or otherwise and, and you know, invigorate the sport. Um I'm just talking about as a human being, you know, your social media is consumed by you and your mentee dinners constantly. Mm -hmm. What city do you wish to least find yourself in for one of those? Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. Wow. Why? (laughs) That's not true. That's not an honest answer, is it? It is an honest answer. I have not been treated well in Boston. Uh, I'm going to be honest. You asked me to be Mm -hmm. honest. I've not been treated well in that town. Mm. I have felt racial overtones. Uh, I have friends who, who, you know, are from there and whatnot. And I, I used to cover the NBA and going to Boston often. Mm. And I just had bad vibes for the city of mm. Boston. Never treated there well. I can remember. I'll give you my story. I went into a steak place in, uh, what is it called? Copley Square? Copley what is the one downtown? It's like a little shopping what center. What is it, Spaghetti? Do you know uh, you went, went down, to, yeah. I went, to, yeah. I went to, to get a, a steak with my buddy. I was writing for the Daily News back then, and my buddy was a reporter for the yeah, Copy Square. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. And I went to, uh, my buddy wrote for the New York Times. We were staying at the Marriott there. We go into the restaurant. I want to order me a filet mignon. I'm, you know, when the company pays, I eat filet. <laughs> so I was having a filet lunch. <laughs> So uh, I, I asked the, the, wait, the, the waitress, can they butterfly cut the steak for me and make it medium well with just a little pink? She looked at me like I had a second head on my shoulder and told me that they don't have time to do that for me. <laughs> they don't have time? They don't, that, that's what she said. What time was it? What she, was it they didn't have time. Uh, that's stupid. To, to, take, to take a knife and cut a steak yeah. in the middle and take, like, I, I was like, what? Right. I'm paying for this. She said, we're not going to do it today. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> we got it. And me and my buddy who was black, right. we both walked up, walked up and walked out of the restaurant. So that was the one that really smacked me. And like I said, hmm. not everybody, but I've just ha- never felt really comfortable in that town. Never really enjoyed Boston. Uh, I know they have uh, dirty water and I love the <laughs> Chandel song, but... Uh, other than that, I, I can go without Boston. Hmm. I was 0 for 2. I would have thought Atlanta yeah, would have ranked Atlanta, higher on Martin. your list. You thought you predicted Atlanta. 
wait a minute, that I don't like Atlanta? No, well, in terms of baseball cities and just sports cities in general, I know you like the, the nightlife of Atlanta, but I didn't, I mean. Right. It all counts. But I was about to say, outside of Magic City, <laughs> what is there to do for you? No, well, Magic City is a big part of Atlanta history, you know. <laughs> I've been going to Magic City since the 90s. Yeah. You know, hey. They do a nice style. job butterflying, butterflying steaks over there in uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were you you're in Detroit for for 20 years, and you go to Atlanta like Detroit show clubs are right up there. I don't I just never understood why you uh, uh, Magic City is is the bastion of strip clubs. To you when like King of Diamonds isn't on Eight Mile. Well, the only problem there is, uh, you know, you're not sure when you go into the De Detroit strip club, and I'm not want to say that they're, you know, it's it's low rate, but they usually have a change maker and they give you oh, change stop. back. Stop. <laughs> when you throw Is dollars. that right? <laughs> He's trying stop. out his jokes on us. I do. By the way, uh, you've, you've started this stand up career, right? You went right to the top. You didn't even you were one of the one of the uh, premier spots in all of stand up here in L.A. The Comedy Store. You did it. You knocked it out of the park, right? It was so much fun. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, I got I got a joke right out the box, my first joke, and it just made me relax. I wound up doing about seven minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin will tell you, Martin was there, and uh, people laughed. It was, it was unbelievable for a first time. Some of the comedians came up to me afterwards, and they were like, this was your first time at the comedy store. And I said, no, no, no. First time ever mm -hmm. on stage doing a performance. And they couldn't believe it. They were like, you were relaxed. You commanded the room. You know what I mean? You had a nice tempo and everything. And, and so I want to do it again. I'm hoping maybe to do it in Detroit in October, but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was exactly what I thought it would be. That's great. And I was, I wasn't nervous. That's great. You now you mentioned Martin and your other mentees. We try to figure out how many men mentees you, you, you have. And we came up with 62 and a half as the number for the over under. Is that light? I, I think, I think that's about wow. right. 62 and a half. Mm -hmm. And you know what, I, as you know, I, when I started my career, I was very young. I was 22 and I was a full-time sports writer at the daily news in New York. And at that time, that was the biggest paper in the country. Sure. And so many people helped me along the way. You know what I mean? And so, Cousin Sal, I said to myself, if I ever get in that position to help other people, I'm going to do the same thing because people were nice mm -hmm. to me. Uh, and that's really what, make me, what makes me, uh, you know, when people reach out to me to try to help. And it's just in my blood. I love to teach. You know, I teach at USC, so I love teaching the kids journalism. And uh, if I can help anybody through their career who's willing to put in the work, then I'm here. For but them. it's not completely selfless because then you get, they take you out to dinner after to, mm. to thank you. Right. And you get to post pictures of your steaks uh, prepared however you want them. It's, it's terrific. <laughs> Except in Boston. <laughs> right. No, yeah, Look, no and see, and see Sal, the other thing that you miss is yeah. every year there's this, this conclave of black journalists that descend upon a city like the locusts and it's never and just all everybody's just uh, uh, at the hotel bar of whatever hotel lobby that we're staying in for this conference and Rob gets everybody drinks and that's oh, that, really? that's the other thing that you're missing he goes in once a year and becomes the grand poobah of wherever <laughs> city that we're in like tw Birmingham 2024 first week of August look out really is that what it's gonna be <laughs> is that true Rob yes <laughs> 
Well, you know, you know, I'm not. I save money on a lot of yeah. things, but I, but I do, you know, like I, life is for the living. I want to enjoy it. There's nothing like having a libation with some friends and colleagues. And and in, in fact, you know, I've been to all seven continents. Yes, I think I told you Amazing. that. Yes, and this, this all in, a, in two weeks. I'm going to Dubai. Where Martin has been, I'm going to go check it out with my brother. Beat you there. That's, <laughs> That's right. the eighth Martin continent. Me there, and I wanna... have been to all eight. That's amazing. Yeah, great. Is that another? Did they yeah, just they just made that, it. Did they yeah. that as the a Tigers continent? fired the GM, and there's another continent. Yeah, That's what we got. <laughs> uh, I, well, I do want to know where on the list does Martin rank if it is 62 or 62 and a half mentees in terms of your favorites. Don't lie now. In fact, Martin, plug your ears maybe so we can get an honest answer. <laughs> That's right, Martin. Cover your ears. <laughs> Where is he? Martin is, in, Martin is in the top 10. Really? Because <laughs> he is. He's in the top 10 because of uh, all the, the, the whole path that we've taken, you know, where we're working and uh, doing the 10 p.m. sportscast yeah. in, in Detroit on Channel 7 there. And then we came out to L.A. together. Martin said to me, bring me to L.A. I want to come out to L.A. Mm. So when I got to FS1, he came. And um, and now he does some stuff on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. He's on the Extra Points Podcast Network. Sure is. He followed me over there. So so He's the mentor. Don't argue that's with rich. your mentor, Martin. That's not how it works. Don't argue. That's, that's how right. it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What else? What else? Oh, uh, oh, shit. We were talking about the best baseball movie. Uh, so the Field of Dreams game is tonight. By the way, I don't know if you agree. Cubs Reds in that Field of Dreams stadium doesn't feel right. Um, is is Field of Dreams, in fact, the best baseball movie, or is it just a overrated movie about a father and son that James Earl Jones carries? It, it, it's it's a great movie. Right. It's not my favorite baseball movie. Mine is is has Robert De Niro in it, and I don't even know if you even know sure. this movie, but. Um, do you know bang it? the drum slowly? Bang. Yeah, just that he bang, bang the drum slowly. Mm-hmm. I don't because it's sound. Have you ever seen yes, it? Yes, I have, but I probably couldn't tell you. I had a long, long time ago. So yeah, it's great. Dave, you didn't like that movie? I no? liked it, but I, I, I'm a snob about ever since I saw Hoosiers. I love that the kids that they have look like they're teenagers, and they don't just look like they know how to play basketball. They look like they're playing basketball in 1953. They all have the high Bob Cousy dribble and they all do the two-handed set shot. Right. So when you watch De Niro throw a ball, you're like, what the hell, man? Like they couldn't get somebody who looks like they know how to actually, they've thrown a ball once in their life before that, <laughs> that gets under my skin. It's a great movie. He also boxed, um, which is uh, far-fetched too. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they threw some range at De Niro that maybe he didn't have. But that's your favorite, huh, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sappy, obviously, a catcher who's dying and the pitcher mm-hmm. makes him his personal catcher, who's the star pitcher. I mean, it's it's just, it's one of those movies. It's set at Shea Stadium. Right. They're playing at Shea Stadium. Right. Um, and it just connected to me. I saw it as a kid. And, and I like all the other ones. Major League's funny, and I like a lot of the baseball movies. I love even, like, Naked Gun, where they have mm, the scene great. at Dodger Stadium. Right, right, right. And the woman gets hit with the dart in her neck mm-hmm. and falls onto the umpire from the oh, top. Oh, that deck. one. Yeah, the big woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. The tiger yeah, attacking fun. a guy at second base is the is is one of the funniest right. things in the whole movie. Um, yeah. Hey, Rob, who though? So, okay, I, we, I, I get your roots and everything else. But objectively, if the Yankees and Astros play for a trip to the World Series, 
who does America hate less at this point? Who's like, is like I guess lesser of two evils is blank. It's good. The lesser of two evils would be the Yankees that people still, I think, hate that the Astros won and what they did. Not that people haven't stolen signs before, but they went to an extreme. Uh, and, and, you know, how much will we give to find out or have a player tell us that, you know, Altuve did have a buzzer on his chest? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, where he didn't want his jersey to be ripped off. Like, like I mean, somebody down the road is going to give us that story. Just like I always say, someone is eventually going to expose the Patriots for all their cheating, and then Tom Brady will wind up like Lance Armstrong without the bicycle. I just feel like that book is coming. Wow. I think you're going to have to write it if it's coming. By the way, is that who, as a comedian now, as a a brand-new comedian, is that – they talked about roasting him on Netflix, and then it fell apart. Is that the athlete you'd most want to roast? Oh, Brady? Oh, yes. Is it? Yeah. Absolutely. I, w- I want to be involved. Well, you know, now that he's working for Fox uh, soon for a gazillion dollars a year, right. you know what I mean? Maybe maybe we can get him on the odd couple to yeah, talk about. Yeah, the tides are even, uh, even closer now. <laughs> get him to sure LA. Make sure it's up. not held in Boston because Parker ain't showing up <laughs> in that case. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what was it? All right, listen, I want to give you a parlay for coming on the show, a free parlay. Who wins the World Series? Who wins the Super Bowl? And we're going to put it together. We're going to make you some money. And it'll be at my expense. Wow. Good. The Rob Parker parlay. And I'll plug it in. Yep. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say two off the board teams. They're all on the board. Everybody got out. Padres Padres and Packers. Packers. That's going to that's going to pay a nice sum here. Hold on. Padres 14 to 1. It's not going to pay. Packers. It's not going to pay. Oh, yeah. It's not going to pay anything. Well, it would have paid. Theoretically, it pays 194 to one. I'm putting that in for you, Parker. I'm writing it down Put right now. Put that in. Really? The Padres, huh? They're going to be playing a two out of three game. No series. I, I just like, look, look, I know they got beat up by the Dodgers. They look terrible. They don't have tattoos. But once that lineup gets together, and the one thing that they do have is starting pitching. Mm. They really do. And at one point this year, they were they had a six-man rotation that had so much pitching. And, and you know, in the playoffs, it's not only about your three starters, but it's about when you drop the other guys and they're pitching in relief, you know, and you have good starters mm-hmm. to, to bridge the gap to your closer. And don't forget who their closer is. Mm-hmm. If Josh Hader gets back to, to, to the form that he was, he's almost unhittable. So they have all the makings of a team to win the World Series. I think people are underestimating. It doesn't matter what the regular season. You get into the playoffs, you can do damage. I like them a lot. All right. I'm going to put $20 on that for you. It brings you close to four grand. That's pretty good. 194 <laughs> to one. See, we could do, don't laugh, Mark. Nothing, nothing's, nothing's stupid at this point. Hey, but that's true. Um, I do want to, uh, congratulations on everything. And uh, I enjoy the posts. Anytime anyone's eating, but you seem to pick the right. I will say I do have a bone to pick with you. I'm going to I'm going to Brooklyn uh, actually tonight, and I'm I'm already salivating. I'm gonna be all over the plane. I'm going to be dripping from my mouth thinking about the pizza. You get the dollar slices and you celebrate. As soon as you land, you go to the dollar slice. It's a check. Is it is anything worse than that? Pick out a good slice. He's going to Times Square, getting the dollar slice. It's average. I get the dollar slice. You get. 
You get two slices and a drink for less than $3. I get the math of it, but you could have the best pizza in the world and you're passing it up for a couple bucks. Yeah, well, I, I always do that because I'm in the city. I'm not going to pay $8 unless I go to like the best place. Yeah. What, what's your go-to place in Brooklyn? I don't know. I'm going to go to all of them. I'm going to go John's a bleaker and uh, I'm going to, yeah, I have to check them out. And, uh, and uh, I, I, got, I got an app that I check. I'm not going to say what it is, but. Um, it's a okay. One, hey, yeah. did you hear what happened to Papaya King? Uh, the hot dog place. What'd they do? They didn't close down, did they? they they're closing. Oh, they did? They, they closing. Really? I thought it was a little overrated. That that's a New York institution yeah, right there, Papaya. Yeah, but I mean, is that better than Pink's? Uh, like, uh, I don't know. They're they're both about the same. Yeah. Don't you think? I, I I like Papaya King better. Pink's are good. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we like the natural casing. I love some bread hot dogs better than. Who any. was killing this Dodger? I'll never dog. in my life pay more than two dollars for a hot dog. For a hot dog, after being from. After from oh, yeah. Coney dogs, yeah. like a Coney, like the same way he's about a dollar slice. That's how I'm about. I will never pay more than like two dollars or fifty cents to get two hot dogs slathered with chili cheese. I like both of those. Because yeah. those those Coney dogs in Detroit are disgusting. <laughs> They're not a hundred percent beef. They got to put the chili and cheese to cover up the taste uh, that they're biting into something other than the bun. It's gross. It All right. You're not even 100% beef. It's the same thing like the Dodger dog. The Dodger dog is the most wow. overrated hot dog in the history of Baby America. Babyface Joel Solomon it's said the beef. same thing. They're good Dodger dogs. They're nice and long, and it's just different. You don't gotta like get Got to get them grilled, and you can get them all beef. Come on. This is crazy All right, so look. So you guys may not know this, but Rob Parker used to sell hot dogs. No more phony conies. This is an actual <laughs> sled. Like if you were driving around Detroit Where? in the late 90s, early 2000s, you would hear, you would have heard him saying, no more phony conies. Come get a Rob. <laughs> I forgot the name of the business, but he sold hot dogs. So Rob, I have to ask you, what is the weirdest thing that you've ever sold? Because I don't know if they know just the, 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 the huckster that you truly are. Well, you know, I, I, I sell my sneakers. I sell clothes for my closet. Uh, I've sold hot dogs. I have a barbershop about to celebrate our 20th anniversary. Um, I'm trying to think. What else? I never sold underclothes. So I'm, I'm not like that <laughs> sick or gross. But I have sold, I have sold, like, what I guess my big, my weirdest thing is that when I travel, I take clothes that I don't want anymore and I leave them in the hotel. Mm-hmm. So I don't bring clothes back. So when I go to Dubai, my my, my luggage, Cousin Sal, what? is filled with clothes I, that I would have donated to the Salvation <laughs> Army. So I take them to Dubai. I wear them. I leave them on the dresser. I wrote. I write a note for the maid that says, please keep or donate. Thank you, Rob. And I leave the clothes there. Wow. You create your own goodwill right there in your hotel. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> I love it. Wow. What what a, a very, um, very peculiar traveler. Right, Martin? I, I mean, I like most of it. Yeah. And you know, I, and, and not only is he a peculiar traveler, he if there's a posted deal, no matter what the cost is, there's one time I'll show two stories about Rob. I don't know how long we got, but I got two right here. Number one, we worked together for six and a half months at Channel 7 in Detroit. He would ne- always forget to like uh he would always forget to move his cursor when he was logged out of the computer. It caused me all types of hell. So I would always have to go get him to log back in. He wouldn't just <laughs> tell me his password, right? He w- one day it was too late, it was too close to air. He's on set. 
I go into his green folder where his password is. And mind you, you had to go get this green folder every single time. The password was Lake123. L A K E one two three, and he had to go get the. Po- he could not remember that password to save his life for six and a half months. I guarantee and he hasn't changed the- it. By the way, right? It's still Lake one two three, right? No, this was like Probably, a sign by. Right. That was like a sign by the station, oh, right? So it was just like it was. It was one of those you're supposed to change right. to your unique password mm-hmm. after you log in for the first time. Right. He's like, I'll buy. Don't I, I have no time with that. Yeah. The second one, this guy comes in, and I mean, legitimately upset. Like, actually, like, took his glasses off and was steaming hot mad at me and Brad Galley because 7-Eleven would not honor the price of the drink that they have. They had, a, like, a $1.19 drink on, on, on the window, right? Mm-hmm. It was they 79 tra- cents. 79. All right, tell you, go ahead. It was 79 cents. Would they charge you $1.19? And wh- right. why did they do that? And and because it's not when I, when I went into the – I saw the sign. I stopped. I got me a Diet Coke. <laughs> And I get to the register and the woman charged charging me a dollar nineteen. Mm-hmm. And I said the, the sign in the window says seventy nine. Was this in Boston by any chance? No, this okay. <laughs> <laughs> was, it was in Detroit. All right. And and I, I was like, no, it's seventy nine in the window. And she said, Oh, that's an old sign. We're supposed to take that down. I said, Well, that's fine. You can take it down after you charge me seventy nine, because <laughs> that's what it says. And so they refused to honor the sign. Wow. And so I went on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and I <laughs> tweeted about it. Of course. And of course, of course, 7-Eleven came to the rescue and sent me in my uh, DM a coupon for $5 and apologized uh-huh. because they were supposed to honor the list <laughs> price that was on the window. Right. And it's about principle. Now, and then you went to redeem about the principle. coupon and it didn't work, right? That's the funny... That's the ending. Yeah. No, I tried to redeem it in Boston. And they said it wasn't going to work. <laughs> you need to write a travel book, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of uh, good, interesting stories here. I, uh, Rob Parker, he's really done it all. By the way, I'm looking at your Zoom. You have a nice place over there. I wouldn't mind coming by. I mean, that's up to you. Oh. If I come, by. come by. Yeah. Come oh, by. that's an invite. Oh, yeah. That's that right? an invite. All right, we'll figure it out, Rob. Thank you for coming on. All right, we'll do Lots that. Lots of fun. Uh, check them out right there on Fox Sports Radio, The Odd Couple, Monday through Friday. And he's got a 194-to-1 uh, ticket with the Padres and Packers to both win their respective sports championships. Thanks for coming on, Rob. All right, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, it. pal. Good times. I won't, I won't he's say. He's the greatest, Martin. Yeah. I won't say what station we were at. Rob, go away. We're talking yeah. about you now. <laughs> right. so I won't yeah, say God. what station we were at, but one yeah. day he went and bought a coat and he came back and sat down and he was just look on his face like, what's wrong with you? He said, in New York, these are 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's how he does it. He's the greatest. I love Rob Parker. Odd couple Monday through Friday. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask him, Sheck? About the, the hmm. pirate, Rodolfo Castro. His freaking oh, phone, yeah. fall, phone falls out of his uniform, sliding at the third. <laughs> Another pirate. I mean, I always love the idea. I thought it was always a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Jimmy did it once or twice, asking guests on the panel how much money they had on them. Because <laughs> I, I always think it's a funny thing. It's like, it's supposed to seem like you're having a conversation hanging out. But in fact, you're on TV and you know right. and there are 200 people looking at you and uh, people at home. Like, it's weird to have money on you in that situation. But then again, what are you going to do? Empty your pockets. Yeah. 
this is a hundred times crazier than, than how much money do you have on you when you're doing a talk show. You have your cell phone? I, what the hell? What are you doing? You don't leave that back in the... It's crazy. It first really of all, is you... Loco. What was his thought uh, the, process? The Pirates, uh, something every three days, there's something new with the Pirates. I know you write uh, on the side for the Steelers. You do a little writing for them. You should write for the Pirates, much like someone would write for the um, Globetrotters, you know, like... Uh, just, okay. So now, all right, you should have a player, uh, his phone falls out, we're sliding into third, another player, uh, maybe he vomits on the umpire after third strike call. Like it's something <laughs> fun with them. Like this is when you wish a phone is really ballsy. This is when you wish Jim Leland was still managing. Actually, you probably wish. <laughs> Don't you remember? Yeah, when, when, yeah, he's he's right, managing everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Leland burning nails, the Cobra Dave Parker burning something in a dugout. Oh, he, out, put, he, he, he put a cigarette uh, out in Rodolfo Castro's neck. If he saw a cell phone <laughs> fall out. Right. right yeah. Exactly. But I mean, yeah. So you're right. There, there is a long history of that. Uh, that Cause he, Lloyd McClendon hit the, Brewers, yeah, yeah. Wiener, the one of the bratwurst with a club. You're right. Well, it but especially this year and the last couple of years and weird double plays and weird. I don't know. They they um they become such a curiosity. It's a lot. Jim of Leland was my first ever know. professional. They're kind of like the Washington Generals, right? He was your first. In, yeah, he was first your first ever interview professional Martin. interview. Yep, and he was yeah. like he's burning nails, Marlboro Reds down there in Detroit in 2011. Like he was, he was, he was smoking. He was the same until the end. But I, I, this oh, is, he would have lost his mind about a, a player. I, I, first of all, I, I would have thought earbuds we'd see first on the field, right? Because it's hard to separate hmm. any athletes or anybody from their earbuds. But a freaking, imagine a phone, an actual phone. I guess all down. bets are off because I watched your guy, big strong man, do, you know, Sunday night baseball. They talk to the guys while they're in the game. Like it's yeah, crazy. It you know, they're, they're, they're playing the game. It's, I know, it's weird. I don't, like I, I, I don't like that either. Another curmudgeonly take for me. Yeah. I find it kind of legitimately kind of undermines the game. Like, Hey, hockey coach, mm -hmm. there's a game going on right now, man. Like you, they should be like, what the hell are you? I know it would be good for TV. I, I have, it's my job to coach right now. I can't, even if you do have the, it, it, it's a bad look. So the cell phone. Well, for, for such a long time, they would try to trick you and make you think that they were interviewing the NBA coach right when it was the, the fourth quarter was starting, right, when yeah. the interview actually took place in a couple minutes between third and fourth quarter. And then they just abandoned that. But, uh, but yeah. I, I so tend to agree. I didn't it. like interviewing. Like during the All-Star game, look, you could mic up mm. all nine guys in the defense. I'm good with that. Sure. Because yeah. that game doesn't matter. Well, the Padres mm -hmm. were in the middle of getting smoked in this series by the Dodgers. They're like, hey, Juan Soto, how's it feel to catch this fly ball? And it's like, I, I didn't care for that one bit. The uh, the cell phone thing, I feel like this is a generational gap because I don't know how, like, like I know this. My dad leaves his phone on the table in his house, right? Like, he doesn't mm -hmm. put it, he's not a pocket phone guy. Like, it's always mm -hmm. out. He never puts it into his pocket unless he's going somewhere to travel with it. Now, me, right. I never take my phone out of my pocket unless I'm using it, right? And, like, quite honestly, like, I, my ID and driver's license and, and phone, like, broke my phone. That's how mm. I lost all this shit, Sal. But all of it is attached to my phone. So if I don't have my phone, mm. I don't have a lot of stuff. But the idea, it reminds me of just being in high school where it was, like, everybody had a phone, but you couldn't show you had a phone. It was kind of like that, oh, don't ask, don't tell. I just wasn't of right. the thought that everybody in the baseball dugout had their phone on them. I figured that they would have left them in the clubhouse. So maybe I, I thought feel you like had to leave it. I, I almost thought it was like a league mandate for crying out loud. That is true. No, you maybe no, you're texting you can, the signals, you texting the signals. But I would have figured that if I was him, 
And I don't know, forgive me, I don't know if it was he hit a double or something. Maybe this wasn't possible. But as I pulled up the first base and I'm giving the first base coach all my shit, I would just would have took mm. my phone out of my pocket as well and be like, yo, hold this one too, bro. I, I yeah. made a mistake. Yeah, take with, with my batting glove. Here's my phone. Check, are we going to see a day where, okay, let's say he slides in the third and uh, they change the pitcher and he's bored and does he make a call? Like, are we going to see that in a year, like a player on the phone during a pitching change or something? I think what we... I think we should do away with all the the hokum of the of the signs from the third base coach. Much easier to just text yeah. them. Fun here. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, that's it. Then that's all we need right. to do. The signs yeah. between the catcher and pitcher. Um, just text them out. Like Joe right, Horn is somewhere Listen. like just mad. Maddie did this. T- oh, did this I forgot about Joe early. Horn. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Hey, we did a lot today. Waiver wired this afternoon. Eddie Spaghetti, Jen Piacenti. Yes, fantasy football season. Check. Have you done any? Mock drafts or anything? We do we do a uh, an auction, so it's a little harder to mock draft that because you're still in there. For I, I don't I don't need to do you much, do but it. we did do it. We did talk on minus three about three weeks or so ago. We talked to Michael Fabiano and the aforementioned Jen Piacente, both providing some like gems. That. If you're a fantasy football, you went player, through the quarterbacks listen. with uh, Fabiano. That's great. Yeah, we're getting down the crunch time and uh, another minus three today with Kevin Hench. I'm sure you know James White retired. That was uh, news this morning. We're going to hear from Hench, right, about James White and Danny Amendola. How they, Should have been he's Super in the lobby Bowl for their Hall of Fame candidacy. So yeah. forget Super Bowl. Hall of Fame Hall of candidates. Fame. Yeah. We're going to hear about all of it. Also, is Tom Brady fixing to retire? That's the big buzz right mm. now. Is what's going on with his absence from camp? Is he second, third, fourth? None of these QBs, none of the high-end 21st century QBs can just go away nice and easy. It's got to be a weird oh, yeah. melodrama oh, yeah. with every one of them. For sure. All right, Drew Brees. Check that out. Check it. He's out. Check out. uh, Yeah, you're right. He just, he just kind of, he said, "I'm done," and walked off. The the melodrama with him is he should have retired three years sooner. So did Big Ben. We still have to see all of that. Oh come on, come on, guys. This doesn't seem like we're ending this. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have a plane to catch. I got to get dollar pizza in Brooklyn somewhere. Uh, That's it. (laughs) Listen to minus three. Listen to Against All Odds. Uh, check it out. I have an interview with Brian Gewertz. You know Gewertz, right? He's got a new book out. He takes down all the wrestlers. Oh, nice. He's going to get crushed um, if they see him in public. Um, and like I said, A Spaghetti, Jen Piacenti, Waiver Wire. Check it out. That'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. I just want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 